We want to thank Next Level Marketing for being our opening sponsor on the podcast. If you have social media that you use for marketing, you need to check out Next Level Marketing and follow them on Facebook. You can also reach them at Gary Bontrager Consulting on our website, www.garybontrager.com. They will do a free audit for you and check out what your social media, how it's performing, what loopholes there are, and how you can tighten it up and be more effective with your marketing. They will help put strategies together to use organic growth to maximize the dollars that you do spend. We appreciate them being an associate sponsor with us on this Mindset Growth Podcast and enjoy what they do for us. This is a company that we work with and we endorse and we don't take that lightly. I want to welcome you to another episode of Mindset Growth Podcast. My name is Gary Bontrager, your host. I am excited for our next guest. He's not a stranger to me. We work side by side and have had the honor of working on a lot of projects together. So without much further ado, I'm going to introduce to you Ray Gage. He has developed a leadership program that a lot of our clients are using and going through and finding extremely helpful in the process of growing and scaling their businesses, as well as just finding a comfort level within their companies and having employees that they can put in, uh, put a process together that they can learn and train and grow and all be on the same page with uh with the objectives as they work through growing and developing their companies. So with that, Ray, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's awesome to have you here. Uh, One of the exciting things, and I think it's probably no secret, I'm going to start with this just a little bit uh, to give people an idea. I think so often when we get involved with companies and businesses, uh, foundational things have to happen clearly because, uh, we certainly understand that there are foundational basics that need to be in place, such as your accounting. Uh, there's just other systems and processes that need to be there. You know, obviously you have to have marketing strategies and, you know, mission statements and things like that. But one of the things that has, uh, that I've become uh, very aware of the fact is often before you can even build a mission statement for a company, you have to have a, you know, whoever the leader of the organization is, they need to have a personal mission statement and core values. And then it segues on into how they develop what the focus of their business is. And then how do you develop your talent? And it's so interesting that, and I've heard this before, and I imagine you have too, but we'll get a response from a group of people or a company or a business owner we're working with, and they will tell us that, you know, we're giving them the feedback that they don't get from other people. And a lot of it is maybe they have employees that are just trying to pat them on the back and support what they're doing and trying to figure out what they're doing, but they're not getting that dialogue to, you know, get fresh ideas and where it's an interactive dialogue and that everybody has a voice and can be involved in that. So, One of the things that you've worked on really hard is building out a leadership program. And we're hearing some great reviews on that. But I guess, tell me this, what has triggered you to even build this curriculum? Well, it really goes back to what you were saying. I mean, you know, we 
a lot of people that we work with, and actually this is true for, you know, across, it doesn't matter what type of business that you're in, but for, for a lot of people that, that are entrepreneur, they're entrepreneurial, have an entrepreneurial spirit or attitude that they want to start a business. They do it because they know how to do something really well. And so they think that means that they can have a business and they can, right? Uh, the success of the business, though, is dependent on more than just them being really good at something. And to start out with, what we what we find is, is that they are really, really good at what they do, but they really don't have any idea how to run a business. So you know, we go in there and we help them with the things that you talked about, your accounting, your IT, you know, your HR, your advertising, your sales, your marketing, your compliance stuff. You have to have those things to have a business. Correct. However, if you want to have a business you can scale, you need a lot more than that. And if you just try to take the things, those things and duplicate them, then you can maybe you can scale your business, but you're going to have the same size business in a different location. And then maybe you have the same size business in multiple locations. And so you think, oh, I've scaled my business because I duplicated my business. Well, duplicating and scaling are not the same thing. Right. So duplicating is a franchise. So, you know, scaling is there's a lot more to it than than just making the same thing happen in another place. Right. So the thing that we found was that was pretty common and there's a lot of research out there that talks about this. There's a lot of really reputable organizations that talk about the importance of leadership or what happens to companies with poor leadership. Uh, Gallup is one of those that everybody's heard of Gallup because they do a lot of polling and things like that. But the, the common thread of businesses that scale is they do the things that we talked about. They have to, or you, you don't have a business if you don't do those things. Right. But the reason they're able to scale is because of the things that they do that you can't really measure. The only way you can measure them is by the things that you can see. But those two things are uh, personal growth and leadership development. And so the, it, 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 and we've seen it happen with the other, the other side of it is, is you and I have seen it a lot and, you know, we hear about stories about it all the time is people get stuck, right? You hit a ceiling and they can't get past that ceiling. And usually the reason is because they've got to adjust something with their foundation and the foundation is leadership. So the one common thread in every organization that scales at each level is they're developing leaders. And so that was the reason for the wanting to develop a leadership program. Now, the way that I feel like the way that we built it is a little bit different than. Why don't you talk other, about Yeah. Yeah. Just talk programs. about that a little bit. But yeah, the reason I guess is you really, and we kind of identified this void because once we put those other pieces in place, it's like, now what? Mm -hmm. And it's easy to come in and say, if you do this and do that, you know, that's more or less like a coaching almost side of it. But the consulting, uh, or I mean, a consulting piece of it, but the coaching side of it is really is getting people to shift their thinking and how they process and approach each day 
and how they build out that organization. So talk a little bit about the next step then. Right. So wanted to come at it from a little bit of a different angle. And I know there's probably other people that have tried to come at it from the same angle. There's so many different programs out there that are available, but the, the real reason behind it, or the, I guess the concept itself is that, that we wanted a leadership program that wasn't just about business. Right. So because at the, at the root of it, my ability to lead others is direct correlation to my ability to lead myself. So if I can't learn how to lead myself better then I can't learn to become a better leader. And there's a, but so anybody who wants to learn how to become a better leader can learn how to become a better leader. You're not born a, a, a better leader than someone else. Exactly. Based on the experience that you've had up till now, you may have had things, uh, you may have overcome challenges that have allowed you to do that, but that's the personal growth side of it. Right. right? So, so it's more of a, what I, what I refer to, and you know, you hear this in other places, it's more of an inside out type of a leadership uh, program. It's called leading from the inside is actually the name of the program. And it encompasses more than just the business aspects or the leadership aspect from managing other people it starts with how do i how do i show up better for myself how do i manage myself better how do i manage my thoughts my emotions my time all those things that i need to learn how to manage better in order to, for me to be able to manage other people better so it it really ends up being kind of a, we actually had one one client that's going through it that made the comment that that what he really loves about it is usually to get this type of content, you'd have to hire a business coach and a life coach. And he's like, I'm getting it all in. I'm getting it all in one program. Right. So that's huge. Um, what you're saying is you're multi-talented and multifaceted. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well, something. So, so are you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know it's, uh, it's something that we're both passionate about is that leadership piece of it. And here's the thing, uh, you know, I've heard it said that if you have an organization and not everyone, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here uh, from how I heard it, but if not everyone in that organization has a communication channel where they can throw ideas they have up chain of command and they can be received, and maybe used, you've really got a toxic work relationship or a work environment. And so if you want, we talk a lot about health. I mean, there's a lot of things today that we talk about health and it's anything from, you know, the foods we eat to the behaviors we have and other things, but it really, uh, leadership is a huge piece of that. And if you're going to organize that, uh, if we as, as individuals believe that we know the only way and the best way to run a business, we're going to obviously hit a cap and a wall because there are many other people doing the same business as a lot of our clients with a completely different leadership process, a whole different way of going about doing business day to day. And at the end of the day, they're turning out the same revenue 
with a similar amount of employees, maybe less. So there's not just one way to do all these. And I think sometimes we have to get out of our own way and realize that if we're going to really grow and go to the next level, we can learn from a lot of other people. So what are some of the key things that you hone in on on the leadership side? I don't know if you want to just take us through, you know, like the different steps or chapters or how, you know, modules that you've put together. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a to, there's a total of 20 uh, lessons in the program and I call them lessons. Uh, we could call them modules, whatever you want to call them, but there's 20. And I don't know why there ended up being 20, but that's how many there are until it changes, right? Yes. Uh, it, it started out with about probably less than half of that when we first uh, beta tested the program. And I realized uh, that how many other things were missing or not touched on. And in the original version, the the one that we that one that we rolled out as our official uh, version here of the leadership development program is much more comprehensive. But it's not. I mean, you you can't put everything into one program. But at the same time, I think that a lot of programs try to overcomplicate where thing uh, things that don't need to be overcomplicated. So, like you mentioned, you know, the uh, uh, not being able to have proper channels to provide feedback. So one of the things we talk about in the communication module is developing a feedback culture, right? right? And that's challenging for most people. That's challenging because it, it and, and people have asked me this, you know, business owners have asked me this question. Why do you think it's so challenging to develop a feedback culture? And so I asked them this, I said, well, let me ask you this. When, you were growing up and your household was feedback encouraged. <laughs> you know, that's I mean, interesting. Feedback wasn't really encouraged when, you know, and I know how you were raised, you know, how I was raised, right. you know, how a lot of the people, but it doesn't even really matter what, you know, whether you have a certain religious background or something, anything like that, you know, those things don't really matter. It's just, well, the fact it's, it's is, a cultural thing. The fact is, is that feedback, where have you ever been where feedback was encouraged, right? right? Feedback wasn't encouraged in school. No. It wasn't encouraged at home. But yet we wanted we want to develop a feedback culture in our businesses. And and it is important, right? But right. it's a complete mindset shift when you think about it like that. That's why it's so challenging because it's not something that people are used to doing. And being okay with knowing that hey i can give feedback that i don't have to worry about whether or not it comes across as negative right because we want negative feedback too we can't improve absolutely you, know, you, you don't just want positive feedback because positive feedback doesn't help you improve negative feedback is what helps you improve and in order and to ways well and in order to have receive negative feedback it takes an, it takes a level of humility mm -hmm. and really being confident in who you are as a person. Because there's times we've both seen this when we're working with a business owner or a person and they get the feedback and they're like, you know, they just kind of blow it off. Like, yeah, what's that guy know? Well, the fact is they may know quite a bit about that particular piece that they're working on. Absolutely. So that's a big thing. Um, and that's kind of, it's interesting that you happen to bring that up because a lot of people don't think of it in that way, right? So 
Cause I, cause I know for me personally, and you know, feedback was not encouraged in our. <laughs> no. And so, you know, I think yeah. one thing culturally is there's kind of this, uh, demographic just and it's maybe somewhat in the american fabric as well you know you've got you got uh, dad then mom and the kids are you know beneath that and you know there's times i'm sure some families grew up with it's better to be seen than heard you know you, you don't have much to add once you're an adult you can do it <laughs> as you want to and so it it is a mindset a lot of that it really is yeah. that's been really ingrained into our culture as a country. Yeah. So, so the, you know, and that's in the communication piece of it. So the, the, the heart of the course are, is the four pillars of leadership. And that was the original course by itself. Right. So we've built around it. So, you know, the four pillars are uh, vision and direction, communication, uh, talent development, and prioritization. Those are the four pillars that we talk about. Right. There's, so four out of the 20 lessons or modules in the course are communication. That's how important communication is. Say that so again. How many do you have? Four. Out of 20. Out of 20 are on communication, just on communication. The reason I hit on that, we've already talked about some of the things, and that is positive feedback, but that is simply communication. Mm-hmm. And communication is key. That is usually the number one problem in relationships in general. <laughs> it doesn't well, matter at the, where it's yeah. at. At the heart of every problem involving people is communication. Communication's there. It's a piece right. of that problem. It's, there's right. no problem among people that doesn't have a communication component to it. Right. Just not. So communication at the same time is the glue that holds it together. Lack of communication can be the thing that blows it all to pieces, too. Right. So, so we talk about that. Uh, we throw in, you know, we, we spend quite a bit of time just on the introduction, just, just setting up the program. And, you know, we talk about the uh, three essential qualities of an effective leader, clarity, balance, and presence. And we talk about the four domains of trust. We talk about how to identify leadership disconnects. There's... Uh, the art of the decision is is one of the modules, and uh, at the end of it, we actually what we talk about is uh, so Google has a, a project they call Project o- Project Oxygen that they started in two thousand eight or two thousand and nine, and it ran for ten years, and it was a leadership study basically, and they d- they basically found that the one uh, the one trait of the leaders that were most effective were that the leader knew how to coach. So we have a module on the leader as a coach as well, but that's at the end, right? So that's basically, that's the last, the last lesson or the last module. So it covers a whole wide range of everything, but still the core, the core concepts are the same, right? This is leading from the inside. Right. So how do I become better? How do I better myself? Cause it's, you know, going back to your childhood again, I and I use this example, but your children, for the most part, are not going to do what you tell them to do if what you do is different than what you tell them. Correct. They're going to follow. They're going to model your behavior. Right. If you want to be more effective leader, then you need to model the behavior. Correct. 
So that gives you a little bit of a throw one past you here. Yeah, we we often run into, and I've run into scenarios where you've maybe got a smaller company, and they're starting to scale, and one of the burdens for the business owner is that he's not able to be out on the job site, what you know, if it's construction or something, but he's he's really starting to find himself in a new role. And so he, you know, because he's needing to do different things because now there's things to do that didn't need to be done before. You kind of address all that a little bit too, like how the shifts and changes happen as they, you know, scale out a business, uh, some of the things to look for and to be aware of and how to be okay with the fact that, you know, they are going to, uh, things are going to be different. They're not going to be the same as what they were before. And then getting employees to transition and get the buy-in for those transitions. Right. So we don't really talk about that scenario specifically, but we talk about it in a more of a, uh, a broader sense, I guess, is what what I would say. And and that is, as a leader, you're going to have situations like that that are going to come up throughout your business. Right. So it's it's really difficult to identify specific situations and then cover them all in the, in the, in the, you know, in a course like this. Right. So, but on the other hand, one thing that we focus on a lot is the concept of co-creation, which you can also refer to as engagement or buy-in. Okay. So how, how do I, as a leader, how do I create that environment and how do I get that with my people so that when those situations, like you mentioned, come up, I know what to do. So I don't have to I don't have to talk specifically about a situation like that and then coach someone through it because I've I've taught them how to how to how to look at that scenario of co-creation engagement buy-in from a broader perspective. And so when they're putting the systems in place, it's it's naturally starting to develop. Right, right. We want to thank Gary Bontrager Consulting for being a sponsor on the Mindset Growth Podcast. There's a variety of services they offer. They have human resources for one. They have a sales program. They also work with the financials, whether you need to help set up your QuickBooks or go with a high-level person that can help you do benchmarking, budgeting, and the likewise. They also do a lot of leadership training, whether you are the business owner, manager, or are just leaders in departments. They can tailor those packages for you. Reach out to them for a free consult and they will see what your needs are and offer different opportunities for you to put in motion to take your business to the next level. They have been successful over the past few years in helping organizations not only grow, but grow as much as two, three, and 400% in a 12-month period. Certainly, they understand it takes a strong foundation and there are years where there may be no growth leading up to this as they put the right pieces in place. Reach out to them at www.garybontrager.com. You can reach out to them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter and get the free advice that they offer And that may be just what you need to set you on a different path to lead you forward and be successful in your business and your life. We appreciate them supporting us. So I know you've taught this now. You've 
you know, got your final revisions, I think, in place. And, you know, we're going from the original idea to seeing a need that needed to be filled to this point, um, what's some of the things you're feeling? Is it, you know, I mean, I clearly, I'm sure there's some gratitude or that, it, that you're to this part of the process, but. Well, there's, there was a pretty immense feeling of satisfaction, right? <laughs> because I mean, the process started in, I think it was August of last year. And, you know, and you and I know, or you know this because you and I talked about it. I, I didn't anticipate the program development to be that intense. And so it really kind of surprised me when it ended up, uh, but, it, but it completely, when you beta test something with, in a real life scenario, you learn a lot about the program. For sure. That you didn't know before you do that, right? So, and that's kind of what happened. And that's why it developed into something bigger. I thought I, thought I was going to be done with it, you know, maybe October or November. And the, and I'm not 100% sure that the actual curriculum itself is not going to be tweaked a little bit here and there, but the curriculum itself is done and was done. Oh, I think by, well, I, I posted it on Facebook. <laughs> I think it's been about two or three weeks ago now. It's been that we completed it. And then the week after that, I completed the draft for the workbook. That's one of the other things that's, that's going to be a little bit different about the course. I know there's other courses with workbooks, but uh, we have the workbook that'll have exercises in it um, that'll have worksheets in it. The uh, just the workbook for the course is probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 pages long just for the workbook right. for the course. So it's, it's extremely satisfying, I guess. So that's what I answer your question. Well, and, and I would even ask, uh, have you maybe ask, answer this question too, is what is the, uh, what what's the target for this? I mean, you know, is there a type of business? Does this work in anything from, say, a church setting all the way to, you know, construction to personal life? I mean, how does this, how do you view as a target market for this? Right. So it's, it's really because of the way the course is designed. I mean, it's not industry specific. It's, there's really doesn't matter what your experience level is. In, in leadership position or lack of experience in leadership position, the way the course was designed. And again, I, I keep coming back to it, but it's learning how to lead yourself. So learning how to lead yourself, then wherever you're plugged in as a leader, you know, even if it's just, you know, at home, right? right. So, but if it's a church, if it's a, you know, construction business, manufacturing business, retail service, it, does, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't even really matter what level you're at. If you're just a, you know, if you're if you're a, a entry level manager or you're a CEO, if you're in a leadership position and you want to strengthen your leadership skills, then this course will help you. Is designed to help you do that. Well, and I would throw this plug in for anybody listening to this. Most times we look at somebody as having a natural tendency to operate a business or fill a certain position or do a certain thing. But it really comes back to, and I don't care if you're working for somebody else or what you do, at the end of the day, 
it is super important that you continue on a personal growth trajectory. And if you're going to feel fulfillment in life, then that's a big piece of it. And if you can develop your leadership talent, you're certainly going to continue to elevate yourself into other opportunities. Uh, you know, don't focus on the money. I would say focus on the personal growth and the development of you as a person. I'm saying that to the listeners. I know the powerful impact that is made for myself in my life. And I know you have seen it in your own life that as you focus on personal and professional development. So I just challenge anybody listening, this leadership uh, program will absolutely transform your life if you give it a good, a good, honest, uh, you know, opportunity to go through it and work with it. It's going to make a huge difference. Uh, there's a saying that our friend John Maxwell always says, and there's a couple thoughts that come to mind when I think of leadership. But the one is everything rises and falls on leadership. And I just like your thoughts on that a little bit, because clearly that's what this is all about in the different facets of leadership. Like communication was is really the paramount point of all of it. I mean, it really comes back to that. But, you know, if somebody wants to grow themselves or their organization, what are your thoughts to that statement? Well, I mean, it's a, it's hundred percent accurate. The, and the interesting thing is, is one of the first, the thing is the second uh, lesson, actually, it's one of the first three lessons we, we actually talk about. So I, one of the things that I, I didn't mention, and this is a good spot to put it in is the way we design the course is there are implementation pieces, right? So after right. every lesson and so we what we don't want is we don't want somebody spending a penny that they aren't going to see a return on right and but we're giving opportunities for implementation so that's why we didn't create it like a seminar so i you know somebody could we could come in and have people come in and do this whole course in probably a three-day seminar it'd be pretty intense right probably be eight hours a day for three days and they'd go home and and put it on the shelf because they start putting out fires uh the next monday morning and not get any value from the course. So we designed it so that there would be gaps in between the lessons and opportunities to implement what we talked about between the lessons. And one of the things we ask in one of the first lessons is who's a leader that you, who is someone that you know as a leader in your life that you want to emulate or mirror? And the it's really interesting because without exception, it has to do with how the person, the person that gets picked in every situation where we ask the question is it's based on how that leader made that person feel. It, it's not about what they did. It's about how they made them feel. And so that just, so I don't know how, you know, that ties in to me, that ties in with what you said, everything rises and falls on leadership. And you know, when you've worked for, an effective leader. People know when they've worked right. for an effective leader and people know when they're working for an ineffective leader. And it comes back to communication again. Every the majority time. of it. Right. <laughs> right. All right. It's, it's interesting. Well, but communication is more than just words. Mm -hmm. I just had a conversation with somebody recently 
And I said, well, did you know? And they gave me kind of that shrug and disgust look and said, yes, I heard. Now, those three words didn't mean much other than an acknowledgement that they had heard that there was this other conversation. Mm -hmm. But the shoulder shrug and the look on their face wrote a, wrote a volume right there. And then it, the problem is it often is left up to the person who's interpreting that to how they choose to receive that and how now that person is going to be possibly thought of as a human being, how they will be respected. Uh, you know, there's times I've had conversations with people where you'll ask a question or you'll start in a certain topic of conversation and they just start to go silent. And it's probably the biggest screw you you can give someone. It tells you a couple of things. You have no value in my life and you're wasting your time right now. And it's, it's, it's just think about that. As you got, whoever's listening to this, think about that. Because there's, there's a lot of people that don't talk as much as what you and I do, Ray. But they say a lot more with body language. And, you know, your employees absolutely know, your coworkers absolutely know what you're saying. But if you can articulate well with words, you can share your story and your opinion, your values about these other people. Or because it's somebody who's maybe had bad experiences and been hurt in the past, and you give these expressions and move on. You're leaving it up to the person that's receiving that to write his own opinion about what you just did and said. And when you go back into working with companies like you and I do, and they're like, but I didn't say that, but you really did. You put it out there and you left the interpretation to somebody else rather than articulating clearly through words how it really is and what your belief system is on all of that. So. I'm just going to plug that in because I want folks to understand that communication is so much more than just your verbal communication. And that is probably the most important piece. But how many times do you walk away from a conversation as well where somebody maybe didn't speak much and you go, they're a good listener. They were focused on you. They're smiling. They're nodding. They're engaged. I'm just saying body language has huge implications and how you decide to write your own story really does matter. So if you're going to sum this up and uh, give uh, hang on one second. Sorry, I was just trying to let you know. Oh, okay. I thought you were at five. Okay. Nope. Good. He didn't start the clock on me. Yeah, okay. So working through this uh, on the, uh, as you work through this whole process, and I know you have different target markets uh, that you kind of have built this for, what would be some of the key things that you're getting back that you're hearing from clients that are going through this? You know, what are some of the, what's some of the feedback? You know, whether they were maybe like, I'm not sure I should do this. Maybe I should. Uh, maybe they were all into it. They knew they needed it. But what is some of that feedback that you're hearing? So the 
probably the thing that's the most interesting to me is, and I and we've we've had feedback from from different levels, and I mentioned the one uh, the one that that talked about how he felt like he had a life coach and a business coach, right? Right. With his program. So, you know, that one was pretty big, but the one thing that has been pretty universal and it, it, and it's the magnitude of it depends on the number of other courses that people have taken, but the, without exception, we're hearing that the, this course is it's at a different level. And I don't mean that as, as far as like, it's way better than other courses, but it's at a level that other courses aren't, right? And that doesn't mean it's better necessarily, or that it. It's just that it's it's unique in that way. And even people that have taken other leadership courses, or been to leadership seminars, read leadership books, or whatever, they're picking things up in this course that they hadn't thought about or heard about before. And and I love that because I think that's that's what we were going for with this was because because it's really really hard to develop a leadership course that isn't going to have some components that are going to sound familiar when they're compared to others but there needs to be something that makes it different and we're getting that feedback and so with that what's some of the formats how you teach people and take them through this curriculum right so we have three three different ways that we're we're offering it uh, the one is uh, individual, so we'll take somebody through it in a one-on-one, and you know we can structure the course. Or I wouldn't, I, I don't, we we would never do it more than once a week because of the you know we want there to be time in between for the implementation, for right. the reflection, and the homework, the exercises, and things like that. But we have done it; at, we are doing it with a uh, and then every other week as well. So uh, individual is one. Uh, peer group is another uh, format that we're offering, and uh, we don't have a, a peer group currently. But you know, we just rolled out the course. But then the other one that we are doing is is uh, on a company level. So we will do the course for a company, and we're we're not limiting the number of participants for the company. Uh, they you know th- they just have to make that decision as to what uh, how many they think is too much right, or just right, right for everybody to be able to get the maximum impact from the course. So, so we have the group, we have the peer group and we have the individual. The thing that I think uh, I know was important to you is sometimes there are some, you know, very popular names out there and you can buy a training package, but you might be put in with a hundred, 200, 300 other people. And so it's more of a lecture form from what I'm hearing you say, though, like I know from a peer group, you're probably going to cap that at 10 to 20 and you want interaction because it's very important that you get to be effective. And I think that's maybe what you were alluding to when some of these people say it's different. We're not trying to overwhelm the volume of people in the program, even though it might fiscally be more beneficial to you, uh, but we're really trying to make sure that it's a format that's effective. Right, hundred percent. And the feedback is the important thing. And that's that's. And then since you brought that up, I uh, probably because I forgot to mention this is that that was one of the things that was talked about by um, actually the first person who went through the course was that 
there's an opportunity for interaction constantly. So when you do it on a one-on-one basis, the course actually takes longer. Right. Because, because you have constant interaction during the course of each lesson. And some of those lessons take more than a week. And sometimes we go back, right? It's like, right. Hey, can we go back and redo that lesson? Um, because I was, I missed some things or I forgot some things and I remember. So, so that's why it's, it's so important to have the, yeah, I mean, you can, you know, you can scale it. I mean, it'd be great if we could have, you know, 200 people on a peer group call, uh, paying 150 grand a piece, like some people do from a, but then, but the, what's the impact, right? right? So, so that's a fortune 500 company with a, you know, who knows, 25, $50 million a year training budget. That's putting people through a course so they can check a box. Right. Are they really developing a leader? Probably not because that person has no skin in the game. Right. There's not a test. They get a certificate and somebody gets to say, oh, we spent the budget. Right. So we want our whole mission is to create impact. So we want to create impact for people's lives and then and then how they can impact other people's lives through what they do for work. So. So that's why we limit it. And that's why we want the feedback. And that's the reason why we want people to be able to say, hey, I've got this scenario. You know, how would this apply or how would I apply this this lesson or this concept in this scenario? You can't do that in most courses. So I'm going to ask a question, put you on the spot a little bit here. But you just brought up the word mission and talked about our mission with this uh, with this product. But how important is it? for those companies and those people taking this to also have a mission for their life? Well, you know, nobody really needs to know where they're going or why. So probably it's probably not important. (laughs) It's the first (laughs) foundational piece, isn't it? It is. I mean, if, if you don't know why you do what you do, if you don't know what it is you're doing and why you do it, then why are you doing anything? Right. And I mean, you can know it in your head, but if the people that you're work that are working for you or that you're working with, they can't see inside your head. So you right. have to put it down on paper. Right. You have to develop that. You have to take your what and your why and write it down. Right. And that's your mission, vision statement. That's your core values. And, you know, then you build around that. Right. You, right. You can't cast a vision that you don't understand. Right. So well, those are just foundational pieces. Uh, right. <laughs> what's a, what's a, why don't you give us your, if you've got an elevator pitch about this course and why they should take it, why every company should take it, even whether they want to scale or not, just to develop people and, you know, to help people uh, learn maybe new skills and better communication and things that will affect them positive in their life. What what would that be? Well, if anything, if anything that we've said here makes, gives you pause enough to wonder whether or not you should take this course, you should take this course. And it's, it's that simple. Okay. So, you know, if, if, if something in you is thinking I, I may need to take this course, then you probably need to listen to that something that's saying I might need to take this course. So what I would say is that if 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 you feel like you're perfect at leadership, then don't take the course. Well, 
if you feel like you have work to do and you want to move the needle, then take the course. Right. Because taking the course isn't going to make you a perfect leader, but taking nothing's going to make you a perfect leader, but taking the course will move you further t- towards that. Right. Excellent. Cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on and doing all of this. Uh, I want to let people know you can go out to our website, Gary Bontrager Consulting, and you can read Ray's bio. You can kind of check us out there. And you can also, uh, soon, you'll be able to see some information there. Uh, Another thing I would encourage you to do just to follow Ray as an author is find him on Facebook. He puts a lot of information out there. Uh, Ray Gage is just your standard name there. So there's nothing special about it or any uh, company or anything there. Uh, But there'll be information on his personal page and as well as Gary Bontrager Consulting's personal page. So, uh, or our business page, I should say. So you can find a lot of information. We'll keep you informed. If there's travel and events where you want to maybe come and do a meet and greet and meet Ray, uh, just track us on those platforms. You will find him there. So with that, I thank you for joining us, Ray. I'm excited for the life-changing difference that's about to come with people that take it just based off of what I've seen happen from those who already have. So thanks for spending some time with us here today. Hey, thanks for having me.